The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Beitza has been dedicated anonymously of Meir Ben Esther. Amen. has been dedicated as well Amen. We bless our anonymous sponsor that Bezat Hashem he should be blessed with Arichut Yamim, health, Oshel, Veoshel, Vechavod, and Bezat Hashem should be Zocher in the near future to raise a family uh, and continue all his good work for the community. Amen. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated for the Refuah Shelemav Esther Bat Le'ah Enna Refanala Enna Refanala Enna Refanala Fata Nefesh Ur Fata Guf Fuata Kerebalabo Vechen Yerasom Venomar Amen Daf Chav Vav Today's Daf is being studied in the Nishmat of Raham Ben Esther Ruach Hashem Tanihinu Began Eden Amen Begin today's Daf on Chafi Amudet on the bottom line starting at the Mishnah. And the Mishnah begins. Bechor Shinafal Labor. We're talking about over here a firstborn animal uh, from the uh, kosher animals. So the firstborn has Kidusha. Bismana Zeh, we're not allowed to slaughter the Bechor because the Bechor has Kidusha. We don't have a better mikdash, and therefore, if somebody slaughters a bechor, it's considered shachotehutz, and he's hayav karet. So, what do you do today with a bechor? This applies today. You have to wait until it develops a mum, a blemish. What type of blemish? A mum kavua, a blemish that is a permanent mum, and then already the halakha says it's permissible for the owner to slaughter it. But before the moon is developed, you cannot slaughter it. Now, it's not always possible to determine if it's a moon kavua or moon over, a permanent moon or temporary moon. So you must uh, enlist a tamir hakam, a baki, an expert, to come and look at the bechor to see if indeed there's a moon or not. So our case is, you have a bechor, shenafal lebor. It fell into the pit. Okay, now... As a result of falling into the pit, the guy's worried it's going to die. Now, if it dies, he loses the whole uh, animal. Because once it dies, it's nevela. Uh, now, it happened on Yom Tov. It's in the pit on Yom Tov. So the question is, are you allowed to bring the Bechor outside the pit, bring it up, let the rabbi give a ruling on it, in order that if it's a mum kavua, you'll be able to save the animal and store it on Yom Tov. So the first opinion says, yes, Rabbi Yudaomer Yered Mumhe Let the Mumhe actually go down into the pit, let him check it out to see if it's a Mum Kavua or a Mum over. And Im Yeshbo Mum, if indeed there is a Mum, Ya'ale Vishot. So then you could bring it out of the pit and then you can slaughter it. Vim Laaf Lo Yishot. But if not, then you got to leave it there. You can't store it. Now, this is the opinion of the Biyuda. We know that the Biyuda and the Sechet Shabbat is the opinion that holds of Mukseh. 
Really mean Mukseh? Meaning he's strict when it comes to of Mukseh. So it's obvious we have to learn this case according to his shita. Meaning, if the animal went into Yom Tov without a mum, and it developed a mum on Yom Tov, so it went into Yom Tov Mukseh. In Bereshim the guy says, it's Bechor, I can't use it, I can't slaughter it. I, on Yom Tov, its status changed, that cannot be the case. So you have to say the case was talking about it developed the moon before Yom Tov. Elawat, you didn't know if the moon that it developed before Yom Tov, is it a moon Kavua, or is it a moon Ovid? So therefore, on the Hadush is, that's in the board. So you don't know what's the status. So therefore, on Yom Tov, you can send the Tamir Hakam down, let him uh, investigate. If indeed he finds out that that moon was a moon Kavua, beautiful. So take it out now, because now then that loses its kedusha. Now you can slaughter it. So look at the top rashi. Imiyesh pomum al korhach Rabbi Yehuda mukse itle. That's why he holds mukse. Ubemum anofel bo beyom tov lo sharu. If the moon fell on yom tov, he's not going to say it's permissible. De lav darte el lavim etmol. Right, because his mind wasn't on it from yesterday. Vachi kamar bechor baal moon. The case of the Mishnahs of Bechod that had a moon already. Shelor au lehacham be'od yom natiro. We didn't get a chance to show it to the hacham before yom tov to matir it. V'nafal lebor be'yom tov. And it fell into the pit on yom tov. Yered mumchev v'yered mum shayabo etmol. Let him check the moon that was there from yesterday. Im mum kavuahu yalevi yishot. Mishum demukseh lekadim etmol darte elave. That's right. Once already it had a moon. So the guy's mind is on it. Samuk said, Ben Hashem Hashem, he's thinking, you know what, I have a chance I could eat this, uh, this animal over here. So therefore, since his mind was on it, Ben Hashem Hashem, the Bi'uda will allow the hakab to go down, investigate it, and bring it up. That's Shittat, the Bi'uda. Comes the Bishimon, the Bishimon Omer, Kol she'en mumon nikar me be'od yom, en zeh min amukhan. Now, the Bishimon says, if it didn't have the moon, before Yom Tov, and you didn't investigate it before Yom Tov, Now normally we've learned Masechet Shabbat, whenever we've seen the word Mukhan, Mukhan is usually a terminology that's used by Mukseh. It's not prepared. It's not, uh, it's not ready. Now, this cannot be the interpretation of the Mishnah, because we know to be Shimon in Masechet Shabbat was the one that was lenient in Mukseh. So therefore, you're not going to tell me that the Bishim'on is going to osir this Bechor uh, because of Mukseh reasons. So in Zemina Mukhan, that she has to explain to us is a different explanation. The Bishim'on is like this. Really, there's not a Mukseh issue. Because technically, if already the moon was developed uh, uh, before Yom Tov, then that is no problem to check it on Yom Tov. If the Biuda was lenient, certainly the Bishim'on should be lenient as well. Uh, so what's the inyan of Rabbi Shimon? He holds from a different perspective. One of two reasons. Either he holds that you're not allowed to make a ruling on a bechor on Yom Tov. Any, 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 any bechor. You can, a rabbi cannot make a ruling. Why? Because let's say he rules and says, oh, Now he is allowing you to slaughter it. That's considered metakin. You're fixing the animal. So that different reason. Nothing go mukseh. It's not mukseh. Or that she brings a second reason that we know the Hachamim put a restriction. You're not allowed to go to Betin on Yom Tov. Which is a Dayan is not allowed to make a 
deen, a judgment on Yom Tov. What's the reason? Gezerah, that you might come to write. So they write the psagdin, they might come to write the ruling, etc. So when a rabbi is called to make a halachic ruling on a bechor, that's like making a deen on Yom Tov. So she brings one of two reasons. Either it's nir'ekem etaken, or it's nir'ekedin. And that's what it says, enam minamuchan, meaning this animal is not prepared to be ruled on, on Yom Tov. Okay, so therefore it's not a mukse issue according to the Mishra'on. The Mishra'on holds, I don't care when the moon came on the animal. The inyad is, you have an animal that has a moon now on Yom Tov, you can't show it to the rabbi. Why? Because tikkun, uh, or diyun. Look at Rashi. Enzim and Amuchan. Rashi in the Mishnah. Lav mishum mukse asadle. No, no, no. It's not a mukse issue. They are little mukse. The Mishra'on is a mekel mukse. First reason, it's nirekimitaken. Now the Masurat uh, Shas quotes of the Maharam. Oh, there's a second reason. You have to add the word O in Mashi. Oh, da'avide kedan din. It's like you're making a judgment. The gazur be mishum shvut. The rabbis will sit him in the banana. I told you because Gazla, you might come to write. Vachi kamar ena tarato eter. That's the pshat. When the Mishnah says, the animal is not in a position to be judged on, ruled on. Right? Why? Because of the reasons that Ashi brings. So that's a view. Comes out according to Rabbi Yehuda. That's not his concern. Rabbi Yehuda does not make a gezerah. It looks like you're metakin. It looks like you're being, uh, you're downing a, a case. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda says, as long as the moon came from before Yom Tov, it's no mukseh. The guy's mind was on it. Let the rabbi uh, go check it. The Bishra one says, no, no, I don't care if the moon came before Yom Tov. That, my issue is uh, not Mukseh. I, I don't hold the Mukseh. That's not my issue, Mukseh. My issue is, you cannot let a rabbi in any case make a judgment on a Bechor uh, on Yom Tov. That's the Mahloket. Yeah? It should be noted that Tosfot throws into the Bishra on in Yanab Mukseh as well. He argues on uh, that she's once already you can't make a judgment on it, so therefore the animal becomes uh, mukseh. He wants to put uh, link uh, the mukseh issue uh, together because he's bothered with the words enum and muhan. Usually those words enum and muhan is a mukseh terminology. In any event, uh, we go to the Gemara. What is the machloket between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon? Inema beroin mumin so yeah, maybe I'll tell you very simply. The machloket is, can you look at blemishes on Yom Tov? The Rabbi obviously holds that you can't make rulings on blemishes on the animals on Yom Tov. He's not worried about mitakin. The Rabbi Shimon says, you can. It's simple machloket. That's, that's the basis of the machloket. That's the basis of the machloket. Which means, why don't you give a regular case? What do you have to give a case? A bechor that fell into a bore before Yom Tov. If the whole question is, can you make a ruling on a bechor on Yom Tov? Just give a regular case. The guy's an animal in his backyard. It's a bechor. It's got a mum. Rabbi Yudha will say, bring it to the rabbi. And Rabbi Yudha will say, you can't. What do you got to overkill now and say, a case, a bechor, it fell into a bore. That, that, that's, uh, sounds like you're trying to tell me something more. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. No, no. That is the Mahloket. And I'll tell you, you know why you picked the case of the boar? To tell you Hadush. Why? 
Because I would have thought like this, Mishum Tsar Baalei Chayim. When the animal's in the board, he's suffering. The animal's uh, in the pit over there. It's Tsar uh, Baalei Chayim. The guy, the animal's in, uh, in agony. Yeah? La'arim Velaskeh. I might have said that will allow you to make a subterfuge. Would allow you to get involved in what's called harama Velaskeh and bring the animal out. What type of subterfuge will I make? I'll let you make. Let's say like this. Really, I'll give you a case. Let's say the animal, you don't know if it has a uh, mum or not. Okay, fell into the fell into the board. Maybe I'll tell you the biudas lenient. I'll tell you, you know what? When it falls into the board, you could say to yourself, you know what? We got to get this uh, animal out because for sure the mum over here is a mum kavua. She's let's say. Uh, uh, the animal has a mood. You don't know if it's a mood kavua or not. So maybe I'll argue and say, you know what? You, you, you got to get the animal out. Sa'arba al-Hayim, bring the animal up from the... From, you want to say, yeah, you don't want the animal to die in the well. Right? So he's trying to save it before it dies. So therefore, maybe I tell you, know what? You can make a haramah. That what? Even if you're not sure if it's a mood kavua or not, instead of sending the rabbi down to go check Bring it up. Bring it up first. Why? Because you can assume that for sure it's a mood kavua. Where do you see that you can make haramah? Can it be Yeshua? Rabbi Yeshua later on in the Masechah is going to tell you a case like this. The Torah says, you're not allowed to slaughter the mother and the child on the same day. That's the Torah's law. So what happened now? You have a case of Otov et Beno, it fell into a pit. So now you're worried that both of them are going to die in there. The mother and the kid. Now you can't slaughter both of them. So Rabbi Yeshua says, you know what you say? I can only slaughter one of the two, right? So you know what? I'm going to slaughter the mother. Sort of, take the mother out. You take the mother out. If you say, you know what? No, 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 I changed my mind. I'm going to sort of the uh, child. So you take the child out. Meanwhile, what you end up doing? You took both of them out, and through Aramana, you saved both uh, animals. So then, just like you see the Yeshua's Mekel with Aramana, maybe I would have argued and said, you can make Aramana in this case as well. Look at Rashi. Larim. You see Rashi Larim? Lomar Vadayim Sabomun. You can fool yourself, really. You don't know it's a definite moon. But you say to yourself, you know what? There's an animal in there. There was a moon, let's say, uh, before Yom Tov. Say, oh, just vadai, there's a moon over here. It's vadai, a moon kavua. Just uh, take it out immediately. Why? Sadabala Hayim, that one is uh, suffering. So that's why the Gemara says, Kamash Ma'alan. That what? Kamash Ma'alan, that. that no. That even when an animal falls into the boar, you can't make arama and bring it out. Ela, you have to send the tamin hakam down and let him check it. If there's a mum kavua, you bring it out. If not, not. So therefore, you're right. The case really mahlokit, the camera is sticking to its guns. The case, the mahlokit is, can you check mumin on Yom Tov? Oh, so it can be a regular case. You have an animal in your backyard. Can you check it or not? You're right. That, that, that would be a mahlokit as well. Dusha, the well, where he falls into the pit is, you might have thought because of haramah, because, because of salab al-hayim, because of the animal's agony, that you could really just come along and say, you know what? The animal vadai is in pain, and then we just get it out of the... Uh, what's the guy's goal over here? The guy's goal is to get it out of the pit. I'm telling you, because he's going to die in the pit. The animal is suffering in the pit. He doesn't want it to die. Once it dies, he can't eat the animal. So I want to save the animal from dying. Of course, that's his, his whole angle over here. The guy is, in, if you leave it in the board, it's going to die. Once it dies in the board, you're out. So you want to get it out of the board. So therefore, I might say, 
Make a harabah. So you know what? Vadayit's a munkavu over here. Certainly, I should have a munkavu and bring it out. But once you bring it out, then already uh, you, you, you technically uh, saved it. So comes again. Else is kamashmana. No, you don't make harabah in this case. So the goes yacheh lo yishchot. When the Mishnah says uh, in the second part, it says im yishbo mum. The first part says if there's a mum in the animal, yalev yishchot. Okay, good. Then bring the animal out of the pit and slaughter it. It says ve'im lav. If it doesn't have a mum, lo yishchot. Don't slaughter it. Now it should really say at the end of the Mishnah, if it doesn't have a mum, don't bring it up. Why did, why did it skip stage one? For sure lo yishchot. It should say, im en bo mum, lo ya'aleh. So the Kabbalah asks this question, iyache, lo yishchot, lo ya'aleh v'yishchot mevayleh. Right? The Mishnah really should tell you, if there's no mum, the rabbi went down, he checked it, there's nothing going on with the animal. There's no mum kavua, so it must be lo yishchot. It should say lo yale. You cannot bring it out. So the Gemara says lo tzericha. You know what the case is? De avad veaske. Wow. The guy, he went with the avad. He should have taken it out. Now the guy went and he took it out. He brought the animal up. Salka datach amina. So I would have thought maybe lishchate. I would have said, you know what? All right, you took it out already. Yalla, slaughter it. Now it has a moon, but it's not a moon kavua. So the Gemara asked the question in a second. So pay attention for one more second. The Gemara says, you know what the case is? When it says at the end, the imlav lo yishot. That means imlav. If it doesn't have a mum, and you took it out, you took it out anyway, don't slaughter it. So the Gemara says, and, and of course you might have thought, hey, what, you took it out already, okay, you know what, it's out already, you think, slaughter it. The Gemara says, what are you talking about? Lishchateh ha-tamu. I can just slaughter it, it's a tam, it's, it's, it's a shalem animal. There's no mum, there's no, there's no mum kavua on it. How would I ever have Amina, that just because you took it out of the boar, that that would allow you to... Slaughter it. Are you allowed to slaughter a regular bechor that doesn't have a mum on it? Of course not. So the Gemara says, oh, you know what the Hidush is? That the Bidiyavad, when you took it out, lo yishchot. Of course lo yishchot. Why would I take it yishchot? There's no, no mum kavua on it. So the Gemara says, lo tzericha tenafal be muma. Now we're talking about where all of a sudden on Yom Tov, the animal got a mum. Now when you took it out of the, the boar, so all of a sudden on Yom Tov, it developed a mum. So I would have thought, you can slaughter it. Because what are you talking about? Vamuksehu. We know according to the Yehuda, if it develops a mum on Yom Tov, it's mukseh. Why? Because it went into Yom Tov without a mum. So you tell me, oh, you know what the Mishnah is? The guy, he shouldn't have taken it out of the board. Right? There was no mum. He took it out of the board anyway. Okay, it was wrong. After he took it out of the board, a mum developed. Oh, so I might have thought, a mum developed, so you can make shaita. What is the Haimah? I think you can make shaita. It's mukseh. A mum is developed on Yom Tov? That can't be the case. Ela tenafal be mum over me'erev Yom Tov. The case is really, there was a mum already before Yom Tov. What type of mum is it? A mum over. A mum that is passing. It's not a temporary mum. But what happened? Ve'ash ta'avel mum kavua. And now on Yom Tov, that mum over developed into a mum kavua. So I could have argued and said like this, you know what? A guy's mind is on any type of moon. 
Once already the animal went into Yom Tov with a moom over, so I could say, you know what, the guy's anticipating this moom over, it's going to change. And I'm, my mind's on the animal. It's going to change to a moom kavua, and therefore, I can eat the animal. And therefore, I might have argued like this. The case was told that there was a moom kavua. I mean, sorry, moom over. What happened? It fell into the boar. fell into the boar, right? Now, normally the halakha says, you send the rabbi down. Don't touch the animal. Send the rabbi down. If it's a moom kavua, Bring it up. If it's not a munkavua, leave it down. What happened in this case? The case is the guy went with the avad. He didn't listen. He wants to save his animal. He brought the animal uh, up. Okay, so now we said, you might have thought he could slaughter it. What do you mean you could slaughter it? How can you slaughter it? It's a, it's a tam. No, it's not a tam. It has a munkavua. What do you mean? Munkavua, but I got the munkavua on Yom Tov. You're right, but it started with a over before Yom Tov. And it developed into a mukseh. So I would have thought that it's not mukseh, because his dat is on the animal from before Yom Tov. Kamash Ma'lan Rabbi Yehuda, and says what? No. That so long as it went into Yom Tov with a over, that's considered mukseh. And therefore, even if you took it out of the board, you're not going to be allowed to slaughter it. Now, I can give you another shot. I can argue and tell it like this. And even if you want to tell you his dat was on it, now, I, I, I'll even be more flexible. Let's say I tell you, you know, when it's a mum over, the guy's mind is on. You know what? Maybe, maybe it's going to develop into a mum kavua. So he's excited. You know what? Uh, I'm baking that uh, it's going to change. Therefore, it's not mukseh. Still, the rabbis put a knas on him. I can argue the rabbi put a knas on him. Why? You're a wise guy. We told you don't take it out of the board. Mm-hmm. On a, more, a mum over, you don't take it out of the board. And you want you to take it out of the board anyway? Punished. We're punished now. We're not going to let you slaughter it. So therefore, bottom line, the mahlokin in the Mishnah, according to the Gemara's conclusion is, can you check Mumin on Yom Tov or not? That's the basic mahlokin. Rabbi Uda says, you check Mumin on Yom Tov. I would have about He doesn't go with his Nir'ek Kemitakin. Rabbi Shimon says, uh, you don't check Mumin on Yom Tov. It's the Nir'ek That is the ultimate mahlokin. Ah, if that's the ultimate halokit, just give me a case where I have an animal in the backyard. What do you, you got to start confusing me with falling into a board, all that stuff over there? Mm-hmm. So the government, no, no, there's a hadush in the case of the board. The hadush in the case of the board is that when it fell into the board, right? So the animal's tzar, tzar about a hayim, animal's uh, in agony. So I might have thought, you know what? Maybe you could make a ha'arama, and you could come along and say, you know what, vada'i, it's a mumkavua, and just get it out of the... Uh, and we do see ha'arama, by the way. Rabbi Yeshua, for example, in the case of Otov et Beno, he allowed you to take both animals out. So therefore, I might have argued, you can make a ha'arama. Kamash ma'lan, you can't make a ha'arama. Good, so you can't take it out of the uh, board. Oh, good, so you can't take it out of the board. But the Mishnah says, v'imlav, if it doesn't have a mumkavua, lo yishot. It should say, lo ya'leh. So the Gabbara says, you're right. That's the deen, but we're talking about a Hadush case. We're talking about a case where the guy took it out. Because the wise guy took it out anyway. He took it out anyway, so I might have thought, why don't you take it out? Okay, you took it out already. Tishkot. I didn't mean Tishkot. It doesn't have a moon. No, no, it does have a moon. Where did it get the moon? On Yom Tov? No. It got the moon from before Yom Tov. Moon she'en okavua. Moon over. But I would have argued that since it has a mum over and it developed into mum kavua, so maybe I'll say the guy's mind is on the animal, it was not mukseh, and uh, the guy took it out already. So maybe I'll tell you what, okay, tishchot, kavash malan, you cannot. Let's just read the Rashi now. Let's read the Rashi's iheche. Start from iheche. 
יאחד נפילת בור דנקת. להשמן דלא יעלהו נקת ל... Which is the reason why you told me the case of the board is a time that you cannot take it out of the board. Ve'im lav lo ya'alehu mev'ele. The Pashtat should have said, Ve'im lav, if it doesn't have a moon, Kavua, don't bring it out. Why did you tell me lo? Yishot. Ve'aikar mishum ha'ala nakat le. Ve'shaita pshita lan. She's vada you can't make shaita on the animal if it has a moon she'eno kavua. Ve'adush of the Mishnah is what? That you can't even take it up. So why did the Mishnah leave the main part, by the way? Well, it says, Ve'im lav, lo yishot. It should say, Ve'im lav, lo ya'alehu. Tarat, Rashi says, Lo tzericha da'avar ve'askeh. Which means from the beginning of the Mishnah, we know you can't take it out. Because what does the Mishnah say? The beginning of the Mishnah's language is, Let the Mumhe go down. Only if there's a Mum, you can take it out. Yeah? from the Resha, if there's no Mum, you can't take it out. So, so the not taking it out already, I know from the Mishnah. So therefore, the Avar ve'askeh, no, so the second part of it is coming to tell you a second hadush. To tell me that if there's no moon, you can't take it. I know that from the Resha. Mm-hmm. That already, I know already from the first case. So what's the second case coming and tell me? And that's coming to tell me another case, a third case. Let's say you took it out. Because the wise guy took it out. Uh, so again, the first case tells me what? If there's a moon, take it out. Mm-hmm. Stop right there. If there's no moon, what does it tell me? Can't take it don't take it out. So I don't need the second part of the Mishnah. Vi'im lav lo yishchot. I know that from the beginning. Ela vi'im lav lo yishchot. Can we tell you another case? Vi'im lav meaning if you took it out anyway, the di'avad you took it out lo yishchot. Why would I think you be shochet? So the next Rashi. Then afal be muma. Hashda. What, 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 what do you mean? How can I show it? It's a tam. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a shalem animal. It's a good animal. No, no, maybe got a mum on Yom Tov. Because the Mishnah is telling like this, if it has a mum kavua from Erev Yom Tov, Ya'alev Yishot. But die, then uh, take it out, no problem. V'im lav, de'lo haya me'erev Yom Tov, ela hayom, afilu avar ve'ila lo Yishot. Maybe the Mishnah is coming to tell you that even if, on Yom Tov itself, it developed the Mum Kavua, and you took it out, Kamash Ma'lan, Lo Yishchot. Kamash Ma'lan, of course, Ba Muksehu. Why is it Muksehu? Imi etmo lo haya be Mum Klal, Pshita de Lo Yishchot. Well, if there was no Mum yesterday at all, and it developed a Mum on Yom Tov itself, but that is Muksehu. That Shreena de Biuda become a Duchta Deit Le Muksehu. So that cannot be the case, where it developed a Mum Kavua on Yom Tov out of nowhere, so the Gemara says, "No, Kamash Malan, the lo ava kavua me'erev yom tov." Let's talk about where that's saying was lo kavua me'erev yom tov. Lo yishchot mishum de muksim at isur ava ina me mishum de avad ve'aske. So that she gives you two reasons. That really the case is talking about it had a mum sheno kavua me'erev yom tov. Good. And what happened? It fell into the bor on yom tov. Okay. Now the guy was a wise guy. What did the guy do? He took it out. He wants to save his animal. Mm. So I might have argued, you know what, you took it out already. Tishot. Kabash went, no. Hey, how could you be shachet? Because I could have argued, listen, it had a moon already from a volume tov. So the guy's mind's on it. The guy's hoping, listen, that moon over there is going to turn into a moon. Kavua. Kabash ma'alan. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We don't, uh, we don't say that. So long as it wasn't a moon kavua before yom tov, it's mukseh. Second reason that she says, even if you want to tell me, the guy's mind is on it. We're giving you a knas. 
You're a wise guy. You took it out of the board? We told you don't take it out of the board unless you know. You took it out of the board? No, you shot. We don't care. Good? So that's the case of the uh, Mishnah. Let's give it on continues. Tanu Banan. New case. Bechor Tam. You have a Bechor that's a Shalim. Shenafal the board that fell into a board. Now right away recognize this is uh, not the case of our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah was talking about it had a boom already, and it fell into the board. You just didn't know what type of boom it was. So you're setting the rabbi down to make a judgment. Here, no, it fell into the board, it was Tam. It was Shalem. Rabbi Udan Nasi comes along and says, now, by the way, well, the Biudah Nasi is, of course, the B. That's not the Biudah of the Mishnah. Okay, the Biudah of the Mishnah is the one uh, that she says the Biudah will be high. Stam the Biudah is the Biudah will be high. This over here, the Biudah Nasi is different than the Biudah. He says what? Yered mumhev yered. Let the rabbi go down to the uh, pit. Let him check it out. Im yezbo mum yaleh If there's a mum on it, bring it up and slaughter it. Ve'im la'at no yishchot. And if not, not. So you clearly you see this opinion of the view that doesn't hold the mukseh. Because we're saying even if it, has a, it gets a moon on Yom Tov. Because when it fell into the board, there was no moon. It was tam. So obviously this is the view that cannot be the view that the Mishnah. Of course I die. That die. Okay? Just, let's, let's point that out. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, In yes, Even if the moon fell on Yom Tov itself, Ya'alev yishot. Delet le mukseh bebechor. The Bihuda holds, the Bihuda Nasi, there's no Mukseh by a Bechor. And therefore, no matter when the Kananini must hold that what? That the guy's mind is always on the Bechor. Even the Bechor that's Shalem, the guy's banking that what? He's going to get a moon. Somehow I'm going to get to eat this animal. And therefore, he never takes the Bechor out of his mind. Because since it does have a permissibility, if it gets a moon Kavua, so even if it went into Yom Tov without a moon Kavua, we say what? The guy's banking in his mind. Moon's coming soon. And therefore, I'm going to eat this animal. Therefore, he lets you send the rabbi down on Yom Tov itself. Well, what are you sending him down for? There's no, there no moon over here. The rabbi said, you know what? You're in luck. There's a moon kavua over here. Yeah, bring it up. Bring it up and uh, slaughter it. What do you mean? Before Yom Tov, there was nothing. What do you mean? I was waiting for this to happen over here. My mind was on this. Uh, I was praying for this to happen. So therefore, the Buddha does not mukseh. Buddha nasi. Therefore, mutar. Now, of course, ve'im laf. No yishchat. But if there's no moon on it, then you can't show it. Good. Continue the bright, it's a bright. Amar lo Rabbi Shimon bin Menasya. Right? So uh, Rabbi Shimon uh, bin Menasya comes along and says, Hare Amru. She's the earlier rabbis from the earlier uh, generation. They said, Who's the uh, earlier rabbis from the earlier generation? Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon bin Yohai was the rabbi of Rabbi Udanasi. So the Bishwam ben Asha comes along and says, Hey, you're, you're letting them go down there on Yom Tov and make a ruling on this thing here. Hey, Hare Amru, your rabbi. The earlier rabbis, meaning the Bishwam ben Yohai, your rabbi, says, Endro in Mumim Yom Tov. So you're arguing on the on your rabbis? You're arguing on the earlier uh, generations? Didn't the Bishwam ben Yohai say, You can't check Mumim on Yom Tov? Well, I could submit the Ken. And you're saying what? Go down to the board, make a ruling. So the Bishram Nasha is knocking the Bino the Binwa Kadash. What are you what are you talking about over here? You're going against your predecessors. You're going against the Bishamon uh Ben Yahai. That means the author of our Mishnah when it says the Bishamon in the Mishnah, Stamina Bishamon, the Bishamon Ben Yahai. 
Right? He says, Enu imumim yom tov. So the Gemara says, Ketzat. What's the case? What's the case that they don't want you to check mumin on yom tov? Ketzat. Nolad bo mum me'erev yom tov. If, let's say, the mum developed me'erev yom tov. En mebakirin oto bi yom tov. Doesn't matter. It's not a mukse issue over here. Even if it developed a mum me'erev yom tov. You don't know what type of mum it is. Can I send it to the rabbi in yom tov? No. Because it's not in yara mukse. Oh, my mind was on it. I know it had a mum. So what? So I really don't care when the moon developed. So again, I do not check it on Yom Tov. Can we read the bottom Nashi, please? Look at the bottom Nashi. He's explaining. Watch this. Let's say the rabbi went and checked it out anyway. Alright, we'll let you slaughter it. Why? Because bottom line, it's really not such a great tikkun. Why? Which means really this animal had a mum kavua. When you brought it up. Right? Before you had a mum, you just didn't know what it was, right? Now the rabbis say, you know why? We don't want any rabbis making rulings over here. Why? Because when the rabbi makes a ruling, he mitakin. But the bishnu in your height, the clarity in the shita is... But if you were a wise guy and you went to the rabbi anyway and you made a ruling on such an animal, we're going to say it's okay. Tishot. Why? Because it's really not in the air so much kibitakin. Because really the animal, there was a mum there. There was a mum kavua there. Uh-huh. All the rabbi did was say what? Yes, it is a mum kavua. So in such a case, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai will be mekel. We're getting clarity in the Bishon's opinion now. We didn't, we didn't learn that in the Mishnah. No. We learned in the Mishnah, you don't check uh, you don't check animals uh, on Yom Tov, finish. But the Bright now is opening it up. The Bright is telling us, you're right. I don't care if it got a Mumi'ayr of Yom Tov, you don't bring it to the Rabbi. But since it had a Mumi'ayr of Yom Tov already, it had a Mumi'ayr of already. And what was it missing? The Rabbi's psak. Uh, so you brought it to the Rabbi, you shouldn't have brought it to the Rabbi in Yom Tov. But once you brought it to him and he made a ruling, it's not that it came at takin so much, because the moon was really there. Therefore, but the will let you slaughter it. So far, you got case number one? Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's go to case number two. Nolad bo moon. If let's say the moon uh, developed be yom tov, on yom tov itself, rabbi shim'on omer en zemin hamukham. Then already, the Bishamon is going to tell you, it's not minamuchan, meaning you cannot make a ruling on this animal at all. Even bidi'avad. Why? Look at the Rashi on the right column. Biyom tov. Vim nolad, bomum biyom tov. Bezu ayar bishom yuchay omer enze minamuchan vafidu avar ubikiro. Even if the rabbi went and checked it out, lo yishot. Shu kimitakeno de gamri. Because this is the worst case. Because when it went into Yom Tov, it was a Bechor. It was Tam. There was no Mum on it at all. Now to go on Yom Tov to an animal that had nothing going into Yom Tov. So it was Asur. It was Asur the Gamri going into Yom Tov. Right? 
to now bring the rabbi and let him go, come along and say, hey, you got to move Kavua Mutar. Hey, that's a big tikkun. So now we have case number two. Case number two is where the moon developed on Yom Tov. We're going into the you have nothing. The moon developed on Yom Tov. Don't bring it to the rabbi. And even if you brought it to the rabbi, lo yishot. Case number one was there was a moon before Yom Tov. The Bishamon says, hey, don't bring it to the rabbi either. You brought it to the rabbi in that case over there and he made a ruling on it. But the Avad, tishot. Okay? You ready for case number three? Case number three is Veshavin. Meaning everybody agrees, even if Yishalom and Yahai, Shi'im nolad hu umumo immo. Let's say the animal was born on Yom Tov. But it was born with a mum. It came out of the womb with a mum on it. The mum kavuah. Shezeh minamukhan. So that's going to be permissible. Now, we don't understand uh, the logic over here, because again, the uh, Chaurah. Uh, why should it be uh, permissible? So explanation is over here. They can explain the Gemara's like this. This animal, mm-hmm. when it was born, it was born mutar, which is it never had a moment of isur. That you're going to say it's mitaken. What's pshat mitaken? You have an animal that was isur, mm-hmm. right? So the rabbi comes along and now comes along and says, oh, that which was isur is now. Now we're saying mukavua mutar. So that's the ekim mitaken. But if the animal, when was it isur? This animal never. Forget about the egg, we're not talking about eggs now, we're talking about the animal. This animal is, is, is a bechor in the, in the womb, yes? Yeah. This animal did ever have a ton of isur? No. It came out into the womb with a womb. So therefore, in such a case, it's, it's not considered mitakin, therefore it's mahashma according to this. Even the khatihila, Rabbi Shimon will tell you, no problem. So again, we have three cases over here. The bride is giving us three cases of Rabbi Shimon in your height. Let's get the three cases good, because the Gemara has been analyzed for the next couple of lines here. Case number one, the moon developed before Yom Tov. Okay. Could you bring it to the rabbi? No. no. You don't bring it to the rabbi? Because you don't bring Mumin to the ruling on Yom Tov, because it's Nid'ek and Takin. Finish. If you brought it to the rabbi in such a case, but the Abad is hot. If he gave you a good ruling, good. Nolad bo mum be Yom Tov. Nolad bo mum, for sure don't bring it to the rabbi. But even if you brought it to the rabbi, it's Nid'ek and Takin, Asur. If he tells you it's okay, no, you cannot uh, slaughter it. Good. Third case, it was born with a moon, came out of the womb, has a moon, kavua. Even the Bishop is going to tell you, mutar lechatehila. To slaughter it, eat it, it never had a sa'at to isur. It came out into the world, no tikkun over it. It, was, it wasn't isur, it became mutar. Eat it, no problem. Yes? You don't got to show it. Of course, you got to have a rabbi there. Of course. So, so, no, it's a moon. So, that's not so the is going to say the rabbi was sitting over there. The rabbi was right there when the baby came out. Yeah. Right away, he said, Mutar. So it's never, we, we had a, a safek even. Okay, now let's go to the Gemara. Everybody, but die to be with that. Sure. The Behuda is Mekel. You could make rulings on Yom Tov. He says, if, if it had a moon, of Yom Tov, you could bring it to the rabbi on Yom Tov according to the Behuda. You don't know. It's a Mukse. Yes. But as long as it had a moon before Yom Tov, it's not Mukse. It had a moon before Yom Tov. He says, bring it to the rabbi on Yom Tov. But this case about the baby being born. Of course he agrees. So. wouldn't say that's Mukse. wouldn't say that's Mukse. It was never Mukse. It was never Mukse according to the Behuda. It was always Mutar. What's that mean, Nolad? I could have eaten it when it was in the mother's uh, womb. I could have eaten it. It was never mutar. Slaughter the mother. It's mutar as well. There's no, uh, there's no issue. The Gemara is going to say befirush. Comes the Gemara and says, Darash Rabbah Baravuna. So now Rabbah Baravuna comes and gives the Darashah. Yeah. 
If the animal is born, case number three, the animal is born with its mum, mevakirin otobiyom tov lekatayla. So he says, lekatayla, you let the rabbi make a ruling on it. No problem. That's how we learned the third case of the brayta. That the third case of the brayta, and you got to examine it. You got to know what it is. How do you know? We're not experts. You've got to have a rabbi come and make a ruling. But he's just telling you <laughs> that the third case of the Braita that said, Vishavin, that everybody agrees, when the animal's born with a womb, you should know, that's mutar l'chattahila. Who's saying this? Rabba bar ravuna. Yeah? Amar le Rav Nachman. So Rav Nachman says, Abba my father had a different version of the Braita. Rav Nachman's father, whoever it is. So Rav Nachman's father, he says like this, my father had a different understanding. On the case that it came out with the moon, my father learned, if you checked it, it's okay. You're coming along and learning that case of the Chetahila, and my father didn't learn that way. My father, even in the case where it was born with the moon, if you check that it's okay, but you can't, you can't check it. Which means your bottom line, he holds his ma'mir, Rav Nachman's father. So he's asking a question on Rabba Baravuna. You, Rabba Baravuna, is coming to tell you, Nolad, umumu, imo, mevakinyoto, lichitayla. Nachman's, what are you talking about? My father says, it's only a bidi'avat. If you check that it's okay, you want to come down and tell me it's lichitayla? Uh, it's a question, yeah? So he says, Amar Abaye, Abaye says, no, no, no. It makes sense that Rabba Baravuna's interpretation is correct, that when it's born with the moon, it's mutalik at Why? In this Braita, didn't we have three cases? The first case was Nolad Bo Mum Me'erev Yom Tov, and Mevakirin Oto, Bi Yom Tov. Like we said, if it's Nolad before, the moon was before. You don't check it on Yom Tov. Like we said, but case number one is okay. Case number two now. Nolad Bomum Be Yom Tov. Right? On Yom Tov itself. Which means you can't make a ruling on it at all. So the second case is Afilu Bidi Avad Asur. Now we go to the third case. Vadar Tani Vishavin Shim Nolad. Yeah, you know why? Must be case number three is mutalik al-tahila. Because what do you want to say case number three is? Bidi'avad? So then it should have put case number three with case number one. In the Bidi'avad in the section. It should have said, Nolad mi'ariv yom tov. Which means, Nolad bomum mi'ariv yom tov. Oh, shinolad hu umumu immo. Me'ariv yom tov, en mevakirin oto, ve'im bikir oto, mutar bidi'avad. But from the fact that it put the bidi'avad case, only one case. The bidi'avad case is what? If it had a moon before yom tov, and the rabbi checked it. Good. Case number two is what? It was on yom tov, it's a surah fi'ilu bidi'avad. So what's the third case? The third case must have a different ruling. The third case must be even mutar, l'chata'irah. Again, if the if the case was only bidiyavad, if the rabbi checked it, you should have put case number one and three together. Why did you put case number three noladu more and more on its own? Must because there's a different dean than case number one. 
So you see what Abaye is doing? Abaye is telling, you know what? Rabbah Baravuna is right. When he came along and said that the case where it was Nolad, who me more and more, is the Khattayla, I can bring it to the rabbi, no problem. He's right, the Khattayla. Hey, but Abdurrahman had a brighter differently. Leave that on brighter. I'm bringing you from the brighter that we quoted above that Abaye is, uh, that Rabbah Baravuna is right. Which is the ayah? Hey, count the cases in the brighter. The first case you got, a Bidi Abad case is okay. The second case is Afidu Bidi Abad Asur. Third case, we don't know the ruling, but go with logic. If it was a Bidi Abad case, it would have put the first case and the third case together. And therefore, it must be what? It's more than Bidi Abad. It must be Ismutar even from the breakdown of the cases. Good? That's Abayez Ra'ayah. Yeah, B'Shavin. But what are they agreeing? Rabbi Shimon is even Rabbi Shimon is agreeing. Even if you learn that it's not like a tachila, like a bayin, is that is because only the third case is shabim? Did that prevent you from putting the first case? The first case is not located. No, no, because the, the Mishnah should have said that uh, the Brayta should have said in case number one. They argue. They, 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 we know they argue in case number one right. that even the Bishmon is going to tell you you cannot make a but the you can, and in that case even the Bishmon will agree. But even if we show you in that case, it should be the Abad. The case where Humu Mo Imo. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He's saying the, 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 the fact that it's Shavin, you'll learn that anyway from the, by putting it in the first case. I'll, I'll learn that if Bishon agrees in that case from the fact that you put it with, with for case number one, that he's Matin such a case with the Abad. He's Matin case number one also with the Abad. So I'll tell you, he's Matin case number three with the Abad. If they put it in a separate case, it comes to this container. The Gemara's hold it. When the Moshia came from Israel, Ata, he came, he had a bright in his hand. Yeah. He had a Hadush with him. He had a, a, a bright that he brought from Israel. What did it say in the bright Listen to the Lashon of the bright Ben Shinolad Bomum Me'erev Yom Tov. Ben Shinolad Bomum Be'yom Tov. Hachamim Omrim En Zem Namukham. In his bright he had two cases. What was his two cases? Whether the moon was born before Yom Tov, or whether it was born, the moon came on the animal on Yom Tov, Asur. You cannot make a ruling even with the Avad. Case one and two together. Correct. He has case one and two together, and a Mahmid ruling. Yeah. Now, if that's the case, obviously it's going to go to Bishamon, because Bishamon is the one that holds. You don't check uh, Mumin on Yom Tov. And what does his Braita say? His Braita is very Mahmir. His Braita has a case as soon as the Avad. Mm-hmm. Good. So it must be the case where the Bishwam was Mekim, which is when the animal was born with a moon, upgraded one notch. Yeah. How do you upgrade it one notch? But the Avad it's okay, but not like a So you see that voice, hey, he's got a good Braita over there. His Braita is Mashmah like the Nahman's father. Rabbi Nachman's father was the one that said, hey, when the animal's born uh, with the moon, it's only be the Abad yeah, if the rabbi checked it. And now the Gemara's coming and saying, hey, the Bosch has got a brighter like that. Yeah. What was the whole proof of Abaye? Three cases. When you got a brighter with three cases, case number one, you're telling me, is be the Abad, okay. Case number two, you tell me, even be the Abad, not okay. So case number three must be what? <laughs> even the Kataida. Good, that's if you have three cases. But hey, Rabbi Shaya had his brighter. He had two cases. He had his two cases or what? Whether he had a moon before Yom Tov or whether he got the moon on Yom Tov. And Zemun Amukad and Sunafinu with the Avad. Good. So in the case where he's lenient, we'll upgrade it. Lenient meaning, 
Bidi Amar, it'll be okay. Oh, so then we got a bright. So what are you doing? This bright Abayim. So the Gemara is Ve'ela Kasha. Hach. What do you do with the first Braita? So the Gemara says, I'm not worried about the first Braita. Ha'i adab bar uchmehi demeshabesh vetani. There was a rabbi called adab bar uchmeh. And for some reason, his Braita were meshubashot. The Braita that he used to quote, he was, he was forgetful. And he didn't quote the Braithot in the proper manner, the Gemara is saying. So therefore what? You worried about uh, the first Braithot with the three cases? Leave that. Uh, that can, oh, no, don't bother yourself with that case. That's, that's Adad Baruchmeh. Adad Baruchmeh's Braithot are, uh, are not accepted. And therefore the real Braithot is who? Rav Oshaya's Braithot. Rav that brought the Braithot made to say That's the real text. And therefore, you know what? Really, Rav Dachman's father is right. That when the animal is born on Yom Tov, <laughs> really don't make rulings. We don't make rulings. But the Adar, if he made a ruling, it's okay. Right. But I got a bright that's smash, you can even do it like a Tahira. Leave that bright that. That's Adam Aruchmez bright that. Adam Aruchmez bright that. We don't pay too much attention to because it's Shibush. What? Amar of Nahman Baritzak, Matnitin Name Daika. The Mishnah is also Miduyeket. Oh, how is it Miduyeket? Uh, so the Gemara says like this. Diktani. What did it say in our Mishnah? Our Mishnah. Rabbi Shimon Omer, called She'en Mumon Nikar Me'erev Yom Tov. Right? If it didn't have a Mum, Me'erev Yom Tov, not only a Mum. If you didn't check the Mum, Me'erev Yom Tov, En Zemin Hamukhan. Which means you cannot make a ruling on Yom Tov. So the Gemara says, My En Mumon Nikar. Let, let's analyze those words. What does it mean, En Mumon Nikar? If you tell me that what that you didn't have a mum at all, Peshita. Which is of course. Eh, well you tell me that if, if you got the mum uh, on Yom Tov itself, Vadaya you're not gonna be able to make a ruling. Because the Bishimon, not that he also mukse, but the Bishimon holds that a rabbi cannot make a ruling because it's a mitakin. So Vadai, if it went into Yom Tov Asur and it got the mum on Yom Tov. For sure, the Bishop is not going to the rabbi make a ruling. That's what I'm taking. You're taking the animal that was Asur, and you're making it Mutar, right? Ela, Delo et Hazel Hakam Me'erev Yom Tov, Imum Kavua, Imum Over. Oh, so you know what the case must be? It had a moon before Yom Tov. Ela, what was it lacking? You didn't bring it to the rabbi to know if it's a moon Kavua or a moon Over. And still, what does the Bishop say? En Zemin Amukhan. I don't care, even if I had a mumba before Yom Tov, you don't bring it to the rabbi on Yom Tov. Why? So the Gemara says now, Katani Mihat, Enze Minamukhan. What did he say? What does Enze Minamukhan mean? It's Mashma Afilu Bidi Avad. Correct? Enze Minamukhan means you can't make a ruling. Now, what does that mean? Comes out according to our Mishnah, the case of Erev Yom Tov. And the case of Yom Tov itself is the same. If the, if the animal got a mum on Yom Tov, what's going to be shown to say, but die, you can't uh, go to the rabbi. And what's the case of the Mishnah? It got a mum before Yom Tov, you used to know what it was. And still, what does the Mishnah say in the Mishnah? In the Mishnah. So what do you see? There's only two cases in the Mishnah. Therefore, the third case of Nolad Hu Mumu you'll upgrade it one notch. What's one notch? Bidi Avad. And therefore, So we prove from our Mishnah that Avos Shaya is right. Oh, I'm going to bring you the proof again. 
basically all this Gebra is just trying to answer is one question. When the animal was born with the moon, on Yom Tov, what's the deen? Hu umumu immu. Right? So, Abaye wanted, Rababa Ravuna wanted to say, that case over there, Mutalik al Tahila. Dr. Ahmad said, oh, I didn't say Mutalik al Tahila. My father learned, it's only Bidi Ahad. You come along and say it's Mutalik al Tahila. And you know what? I got a bright up Rabu Shayyah that supports me. Because he learns what the moon got on Erev Yom Tov or on Yom Tov itself. You don't bring it to the rabbi even with the Avad. Oh, so the case that he's lenient on must be what is born with a moon, with the Avad, it's okay. And by the way, Amishnah is like that also. Because Amishnah is talking about a case where the Bishamon says what? Uh, What's the case? Where the animal got the moon on Yom Tov, that died, that's Mittakin. And the case must be told even if he got the moon, made of Yom Tov. And still, what does the Bishamon say? Exactly like the bright of the Bishamon. And therefore, it, but Bishwan is lenient in one case. What's the case he's lenient on? Nolad, hu, umu, mu, mu. Masih lenient, upgrade it one notch. Therefore, mi, mutar, bidiyamad. Exactly like the opinion of Nahman's father. So therefore, we're really concluding that even when it's nolad, hu, umu, mu, Bishwan is not going to batil the kafailat to make the ruling. Eh, la, bidiyamad. Then now we move on to a new question. Ba'emine, rad hilel, mirabbah. No, 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 no case. Rav Elel asked the question to Rava. Yesh mukseh lahashi Shabbat or in mukseh lahashi Shabbat? Now, let's review the laws of mukseh. We know something that goes into Shabbat, then Hashem Ashot mukseh, is mukseh for the rest of the day. Once already it became mukseh going into the Shabbat, finish, it's mukseh for the whole day. That is no question. Similarly, something that Ben Hashem Ashot was okay, okay, so it was not Mukseh going into Ben Hashem. Imam was on the item. So the whole day it's Mutar. Mm. Those are clear cut cases. But now he asked a little tricky question. He said like this. What happens if an item on Shabbat somehow becomes Mukseh? Do we say, Yesh Mukseh Lahatsi Shabbat? Something that became Mukseh. It started off not Mukseh. And that became Mukseh on Shabbat. That's, that's Mukseh Lahatsi Shabbat. Do you say that once an item becomes Mukseh for part of the Shabbat, it becomes Mukseh for the rest of the day? Or do you say, no, 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 no. Whatever, it was, it, when it went in whatever it was when it went in, it Mukseh Lahatsi Shabbat. Something that becomes Mukseh and then eventually becomes permissible again, it'll be Mutar. So the Gabbara is going to give us the case. Once you get the case, you'll have a, a, a much better clarity. So let's read the case. The Gabbara says, What's the case? If it went into Ben Hashemashot, good. So, Ahzeh, so it's good. Well, that's the question. Going into Ben Hashemashot is good for the rest of the Shabbat. If going into Ben Hashemashot, the item was Mukseh, no Ahzeh. So it's Mukseh the rest of the Shabbat. Give me a case. What, what case is Mukseh at Shabbat that you're talking about? If it was Laoi Ben Hashemashot, it's for the rest of the day. If it wasn't Laoi Ben Hashemashot, it's also the rest of the day. So I'm going to say no. Lord Sirikha, you know what the case is? De Ahzu. It went into Ben Hashemashot Laoi. Let's say it was food, it was edible. Okay. Good, non-mukseh. Vehadar idhu. And then it became non-edible. I'll give you the case in a second. Vehadar ihzu. And then it became edible again. I'll give you a case. A guy goes before Shabbat, and he, uh, he takes, let's say, grapes. Right? He puts them on top of his roof, wants to dry them. 
wants to dry the, uh, the grapes to make them raisins or whatever it is, right? He wants to dry his fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay? When the Shabbat came in, the fruit were dry. Beautiful. non edible, he can eat them, no problem. Enjoy. Middle of the Shabbat, it rained. No. Oh, now, all of a sudden, all this fruit that were dried became wet. They became all soggy. Can't eat them. Uh, so now they became temporarily Muxeh. After the rain showers, sun came out, uh, dried them up. So now we want to know, bottom line, it became Muxeh for a interval on Shabbat. Do you say Yesh Muxeh Lahasi Shabbat? That once it becomes Muxeh partially on the Shabbat, it's Muxeh for the rest of the Or do you say, no, now bottom line, it's, it's, it's edible? Mechavot, eat it. I've been out of Mukseh. So what? It's a test. In Mukseh, the Hasid Shabbat. That's the Sheila of Rav Hillel Talabah. Yeah? Yeah. So the Gemara says, My. What's the deen? Amar le yesh Mukseh. He told him, yeah, yesh Mukseh, the Hasid Shabbat. Those grapes that you put on the roof that got wet on the Shabbat, once it becomes partially Mukseh on Shabbat for a couple of hours, whatever it is, Mukseh for the rest of the day. Even though they're permissible, which is they're edible, I don't care. They dry it up, doesn't matter. Yesh mukseh lachti shabbat. So now the Gemara asks an unbelievable question. Eti be Gemara has a question. The Shavim, Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda agree. Sheim nolad umumu imo. If the animal, the bechor, was born with a mum on Shabbat, shezem in a muhan. What is it? It's mukhan. No problem. You can eat it. Right? You can make shaita. Ve'amai. Come on, hold it. Let's analyze. Why should that be so? Nema. Hai bechor me'ikara. Hava haze agav imme. Let's look at the history of this bechor. When the bechor was in the mother's womb, was it permissible? Sure. Because agav imme. When you slaughter the mother, and there's an animal inside of it. The animal is considered a limb of the mother. I don't even have to slaughter it, by the way. I just slaughter the mother. By the way, when you slaughter an animal, can you eat the heart of the animal? Sure. Good. You have to make shaitan the heart? Of course not. Do you have to make shaitan the leg of the animal? Of course not. This bechor that's in the womb, that's considered an organ of the animal. So therefore, just slaughter the mother and mutar. So again, when it's in the womb, is it mutar? Yes, 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 continue. Oh, now it was born, but oh, once it's born, now it becomes Asur. Because it's a Bechor. Bechor is Asur. I showed it to the Hakam, and he says, Oh, it's a Moom, Kavua, Ishtirele. Now it becomes permissible. So this is Muqsir Lahazi Shabbat. And we're saying, Well, it's Mutar. Which means, it started off Mutar. The second it came out on Yom Tov, it became Asur. Right? Until you show it to the rabbi, you can't eat it. So it's Asur. And now what? You show it to the rabbi, and what's the deen? Tishot. So what do you see in this case? In Muqseh, in Shabbat. question, huh? The rabbis were sitting there at the birth. Which means it never had a second of Yisur. When the animal came out, the rabbis right away, Mutar! It's not the child was born, Yisur, I was going to find the rabbi. Then already, it's Yisur. 
Then you get the rabbis, get a matinana. The rabbis were sitting there at the birth itself. So the second the the the, the bechor kept mutar. So therefore, you can't bring a proof of muksir. Muksir hashisha was never muksir. It started off mutar in the mother's womb. It came out mutar also. Mutar also. There's no proof. Now ika de amre. Another version. You ready? Amar le. When he asked him the question with the fruit, you know, that changed the status, he told him, In Lahasi Shabbat. Opposite answer. He told him, In Lahasi Shabbat. Which means no problem. So it became a Muqseh temporarily, now they dried up already. Mutar. The first version was, Yes, Muqseh Lahasi Shabbat. The second version, the answer was what? In Muqseh no problem. So that Gibra said, Lema Misayale. Or now instead of bringing a question from the case of the Bechor, I'll bring a proof. Because originally it started off non-Mukseh. Then it became Mukseh when it was born. And still we're saying it's Mutad. So therefore you see a what? A proof that what? In Mukseh, that what? That we bring a, a proof that what? That in Mukseh, the Shabbat. Right from the case of the Bechor. Again, what's the proof? The proof is it started off non mukse right? in the mother's, mother's stomach, right? It was born. It was born, became asur, right? Then it became permissible with the rabbi's ruling. And what are we telling you? Eat it. So you see, in mukse has shabbat. No, no proof. No, no proof. Why? Because the rabbis were sitting there. Once the rabbi was sitting there, it never became mukse to start off with. So basically. Just to get the style of this last piece of Gemara. Uh, so you can't prove. Right. The Gemara in its first version said, Yesh Mukseh Lachsi Shabbat. Yesh Mukseh Lachsi Shabbat. So the Gemara used the Bechor case as a question. Right. In the second version, the Gemara said, In Mukseh Lachsi Shabbat. So they used the Bechor case as a proof. But either way, the Gemara rejects the praise case that the never Mukseh. Why? Because the rabbis were sitting there at the time and therefore was with Mutar from the answer and remained Mutar. Hold further. Tashema. Haya ochel ba'anavim. During the week, a guy's eating grapes. Okay, you're allowed to eat grapes. Ve'otir. Had some leftovers. Ve'ilan le'gag la'asut mem simukin. So you know what? I want to make raisins. So he wants to take the grapes. He took his grapes. And he put them on top of the roof to make simukin. Bete'inim. All the guys eating figs. Okay. And he left over some figs. He wants to make dried figs. So put them on the roof. Now comes Shabbat. He wants to go on the roof. He wants to eat his uh, dried figs. He wants to eat his dried raisins. So the Ebrayta says over here in our Hadush, you cannot eat from these fruits unless you designated them from before Shabbat. Uh-huh. So you have to come along and say, I am designating these raisins and these figs to eat. So the Gemara says, The same case we would have Afrasik. What's Afrasik? Apricot. What does he say Afrasik? Peach. A guy takes a peach, he wants a dry peach. Same law. Well, a guy takes, say, Havushin, that's a quince. That's like a sour apple. He wants to uh, put it on his roof. The same law applies. Now that we have to understand what's the case. You have to designate. So the Gemara says, Ubishar komine pirot, and for that matter, any any type of fruit, by the way, that you're going to try to dry up. Now the Gemara says, Hechidame, what's the case? Eid hazi, if going into Shabbat they were dried already, Lamma le hazmana, what do you got to designate? 
which means bottom line, if Ben Hashem Ashot, the fruit on top of your roof were uh, dry, yeah. they don't got to designate anything for it. It's a mutar. It's not mukse. And if they weren't, that would mean if they were still in the middle of the process, which is they're still soggy, ki azmin lehu mayavi. What is Hasmana going to help you? Could you make Hasmana on a mukse item? Could I come along and say, I'm being mazmin this piece of wood to eat? I mean, it's a piece of wood, it's not, not edible. I come along and say before Shabbat, this rock, I'm being mazmin it to eat. It's not edible. Which means, if these items went into Shabbat on top of your roof, not edible, what's Hasmana going to do for you? I'm going to mazmin a rock to eat? So what's the case over that you need? Hasmana. They become unfit in the middle? Before you answer the question, the way you're saying now, what is it been a shimashot? It been a shimashot they were not oi. What's hasmana? If they were not that oi, hasmana's not going to help you. You can't make hasmana on a rock to eat it. They weren't edible. Listen to the Gemara's question. Gemara's asking a simple question. You tell me you have to make hasmana on these fruit over here. What does hasmana mean? You got to designate them. I am setting these aside for eating them. What's the case? What's the case? Are they edible before Shabbat going into? Are they edible? What do you make hasmana for? Exactly. Do I have to make hasmana on an apple that's in my refrigerator? Uh, of course not. That's too tart to, to, to eat. Oh, so you tell me what? They're not edible. Not edible. Hasmana is not going to help you. Which means they're unedible going to the Israel. Can I say I'm making hasmana on this rock? To eat it. It's a rock, it's not edible, it's not chayach. So, so, so what's the case? So the Gemara says, Maybe he'll answer like this. You know what the case is? Maybe the case is where you didn't get a chance to go up to the roof before Shabbat. So you don't know. You don't know, are they are they dried out? Are they not dried out? Therefore, the, the, the Gemara is telling you, when you don't know, because whenever you didn't go up to the room, you got to make hasmana. It's not so. Mutar. Muqseh is a reality. It doesn't matter if you didn't know what the status was. Bottom line, if it was dry before Shabbat, it's mutar. You don't have to make hasmana in a case where you didn't know. Which means, bottom line, let's say I didn't know what the status of these fruit was before Shabbat, right? I didn't know. Now, on Shabbat itself, I go up to the roof, and I can ascertain that they must have dried... Before Shabbat. What's the deen? Mutar. Because bottom one, Ben Hashem Ashot, they were mutar. So the fact that you didn't know, is not going to necessitate you to make a hasmana. So back to the question, what's the case where you have to make hasmana with the fruit that are on the roof? So it was, Elalav Dehazu. The case must be that Ben Hashem Ashot, they were dry. Therefore, mutar. Ve'idhu. And what happened? They became unfit. Like we said, the case is what? They are wet. They must have rained. They had And then it dried up again and it became fit. Okay, now the Gebra says, amart in If you're going to tell me in lahasi Shabbat, which means, what do you designate? If you tell me that even though it became Muqseh posture, that Muqseh means nothing, mm-hmm. so what do you designate for? Bottom line, once it becomes dry again, it's permissible. Uh-huh. So must be, you're going to say that once it becomes dry, now already it's Muqseh for Hasi Shabbat. Now it's become Muqseh for the rest of the Shabbat. Therefore you need to make Hasmana. Now the Gebrahs hold it. Ki azmin le mayhavi. What are you talking about? Even if you want to say yes, muksel hashi shabbat, what is this hasmana going to do? Because means which means when you made your hasmana, yeah. the fruit were on the roof, right? Mm-hmm. At that point, were the fruit edible? No. Yes, mm-hmm. right. They make they were edible on the roof going into shabbat. So I said, are you being mazmin? 
Now they became mukse. Once they become mukse, and if you hold yesh mukse lechasi shabbat, yes, we're not talking about anything. Which means the Gemara's thought to bring a proof must be the hazmana is to get rid of the problem because yesh mukse lechasi shabbat, and then the hazmana is going to undo the yesh mukse lechasi shabbat. Because how does that work? If it went into shabbat, not mukse. So at that point, the guy says, you know what? I am designating these fruit to eat. They were edible right now. You have to designate anything. And if it became Muqsa on Shabbat, because it became what? What's your husband not going to do that, by the way? If you hold yes, Muqsa on Shabbat, husband is not going to help you. So therefore, the Gibbara is really saying that you have no proof from this case, for the case of yes, Muqsa or in Muqsa. Also, just let, we have one more question to answer about. So what is he doing husband then? What's the husband helping him? So the Gibbara says, Lord Sedicha, you know what the case is? They were questionable. They were worthy and they were not worthy. Which means, they were dry but not so dry. Some people would eat them like that. Some people, however, would not. And therefore the Gemara says, and therefore, Azmin Gali Date. Lo Azmin, Lo Gali Date. Exactly. The case of Azmanavid. Nothing to do with Muksehati Shabbat, not Muksehati Shabbat. We're talking about the case where the guy put fruit during the week he ate his, uh, his uh, grapes. You know what? I've loved to want to make uh, raisins. He put them up there before Shabbat. Beautiful. Now, going into Shabbat Benashim Ashot, they would aui. Well, for some people, they eat it like that. But for other people, no. So therefore, well, how do I know where you fit into? Are you a guy that eats or not? So therefore, your hazmana just reveals to us that you're a guy that will eat them in this stage. And therefore, mutar. Which means, take the other side. Let's say the guy didn't make hazmana. The guy didn't make hazmana, then we put him on the side of what? Of the non-eaters of this item. Therefore, it would be mukseh. So bottom line, at this point, we're left in a question. Meaning, what's the law of Yesh Muqseh Lachasi Shabbat or in Muqseh Lachasi We tried to bring proofs. Has nothing to do with this case. However, we were unable to bring proofs from either the case of Bechor or the case of the grapes. So now in the upcoming Gemara, the Gemara is going to have to bring Ra'ayot. Do we say Yesh Muqseh Lachasi Shabbat or in Muqseh Shabbat?